0: And joining us now is Pat Williams. He's a Basketball Hall of Famer and co-founder and senior vice president of the Orlando Magic. He is a motivational speaker, a cancer survivor, and is the author of over 100 books. He has spent over 50 years in professional baseball and basketball as a player and executive. He is the father of 19 children, including 14 adopted from four nations. Pat Williams returns to unpacking it to talk about his new book, Character Carved in Stone. The book is about Pat's discovery of the leadership virtues taught at the United States Military Academy at West Point. And Coach K wrote the foreword. Pat, great to have you back. How are you?
1: Uh, thanks, Bryce. I'm doing well and uh, very pleased that we can uh, uh, hook up again.
0: Absolutely. Always excited to t- to talk about your latest book. Uh, but before that, it's a, it's a wonderful time of year for basketball fans. And so how closely do you follow the NCAA tournament? And then what uh, maybe are you most intrigued by in regards to the NBA playoffs coming up soon as well?
1: Well, first of all, Bryce, we follow... The, the NCAA tournaments. I mean, extremely closely. Yeah, uh, we're we're glued. But we, you know, our our scouts have seen all these all these teams and players, you know, through the season, so they can do a lot uh, of coverage now just by television. But uh, we're all intrigued with it, and we want to see how these best teams perform. Above all, we want to see how these uh, highly ballyhooed players perform. Oh yeah. And uh, so we're we're pleased. We're looking forward to it uh and we'll be following uh, everything very very closely
0: very cool and then we've got the nba playoffs coming right after that what what are you most intrigued by uh th- this this season with in regards to the playoffs well
1: bryce we're most intrigued with whether uh the magic can can uh, fight their way into the playoffs that's right we're a very very close race with miami and charlotte is still alive and uh so we've got it we've got a chance as we go into the last uh well the last two weeks of the season a little over two weeks so we're uh we've had a good year here in orlando and we're uh, hoping we can finish strong and battle our way into the into the playoff picture
0: that's right no it has been a, an impressive year for the magic for sure well in, in speaking about the the ncaa tournament and of course you've been around the nba for for such a long time what, what do you think is the best-case scenario when it comes to the one-and-done rule and, and the relationship between the NBA and, and college basketball moving forward?
1: Well, Bryce, they're, they, they, they're in good communication. Um, you might recall that David Stern, years ago, uh, wanted to get uh, NBA scouts out of high school gyms. Mm. And thus, uh, this fact that uh, players couldn't be drafted until they were 19 which meant one year in college and uh I I'm not disappointed with it we get to see these top players you know for a full season in in, in a in a major setting uh, I like that better than taking a gamble on on a high school kid yep. um so uh, I don't have a lot of complaints with it yes it would be better if the, if the college kids at least went another year uh two and done But uh, that's all has to be collectively bargained. And I don't know where all that's going to play out. But in the meantime, uh, this is what we've been doing now for quite a number of years. And I think it's probably the best scenario right at this point.
0: Well, and, and of course, you've been you know, a, a part of this for, for so long, watching different players come into the, the, the Magic organization. Sometimes you've drafted guys you know, with maybe only one-year experience and other guys who have played three, four years in, in college. What have you taken away from just the, the prospects when they step into the organization and the difference between a few years in college versus not having that type of experience?
1: Well, we're looking for maturity, um, you know, we can see the talent. Oh yeah. But we we we're looking for maturity. Is a nineteen year old kid ready to step into this uh, high level of basketball? Can he deal with uh, suddenly a, a, a large amount of money that he ha- he will have? Mm. Uh, can he handle uh, uh, the NBA lifestyle and not get himself tripped up? Mm. Uh, all of those are issues that uh, we watch very very carefully and we've got people on our staff who deal with all that uh, we in, in a fact we're uh, we're taking youngsters and not just teaching them nba basketball but teaching them about life that's right and 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 how to survive and and do well in just a game of life mm. so uh the, the, that's the advantage of a of a 22 year old who's been through 4 years of college you know they've got a, a lot more under their belt so uh But uh, right now, the the top players have been playing the one year and then coming out. And by and large, uh, they've all done well in in the pro game. But I can't think of too many who have uh, fallen by the wayside.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Pat Williams, our guest right now on Unpacking It, he's a basketball Hall of Famer. And his latest book is called Character Carved in Stone. And so you were an Army reservist in the 1960s, and you recently visited West Point to, to speak to the cadet athletes about leadership, teamwork, and peak performance. And so I'm curious, what were the main points of your message for them? And then we'll talk about what ended up happening after the trip.
1: Well, I spoke to all the athletes in a big setting, male and females and their coaches, and I, I talked about what it takes to be an extreme winner. Mm. Uh, based on what I have observed over these many years of the uh, top athletes that we most admire, what is it about them? Well, they were fanatics about winning. And that's what I found with all of them—just fanatics about winning. And and everything they did in life was to the to an extreme level. Uh, they had extreme dreams, uh, extreme preparation yeah extreme uh passion and extreme focus extreme work uh extreme responsibility extreme uh, positive thinking optimistic thinking yeah extreme goal setting Uh, extreme uh, competition addicts, Uh, extreme desire and hunger, and then uh, (laughs) extreme teammates, extreme uh, teamwork was a big part of their life. Uh, So that was the message that I crafted uh, to share with the uh, the, uh, West Point students and athletes.
0: Yeah, so then, so you, you go there to, to speak and encourage them, and then you leave with, with an idea for your, your latest book. So, so what ended up happening on that trip that, that inspired this book?
1: Well, Bryce, after I finished that message, one of the athletes actually was a, a, a gal, a swimmer, mm. and she gave me a tour of the campus, uh, which was very uh, power, very moving, very powerful. Yeah. And we ended up in a little park on the campus (coughs) called Trophy Point. It looks out over the historic Hudson River. And uh, I I was taking in everything in the park, and I noticed a stone bench. Well, I am sure that every park in America has a bench in it. But as I looked further, uh, there were a, a whole row of benches. There were 12 of them. And I thought, boy, in a little park, 12 benches, it seems a little over the top. Well, for some reason, Bryce, I decided to take a little more careful look at one of the benches. And I noticed on the end of the bench and, and on the other end of the bench, there was a word carved into the stone. Mm. Uh, and then I went and looked, I checked out all the benches, and there was a different word carved into Every bench on both ends. Wow. Uh, the, the words were compassion and courage, dedication, determination, dignity, discipline, integrity, loyalty, perseverance, responsibility, service, trust. And, uh, and then it occurred to me there has to be a backstory here somehow. How did these benches get here in these words? Well, there was a backstory. Uh, the West Point class of 1934 donated as a class gift these benches on their 50th anniversary of graduation, 1984. And and this was their class gift, the benches. And the the class of 34 had come up with these words. And those words were designed to motivate and inspire and and be instilled in the the lives of these cadets, these students, to to live by those words and, above all, to lead by them. Because... These young people at West Point—they're they're our future military leaders—and—and—and and, and so my immediate reaction was, boy, this—this this has been a well-kept secret. Hmm. I mean, I'd never heard of this. I doubt many people had. No. And then the more I thought about it, I said, boy, that has a chance. That could be quite a book. <laughs> uh, do a chapter on each one of those words, and then try and figure out a West Point product graduate who best modeled that word. Mm. And so that's what happened. And and we did that and the book has just come out. We we I, I asked Mike Sheshewski, the Duke coach, who is a West Point graduate, oh, yeah. if he would be kind enough to uh write the forward for us.
0: Man, no, that's a great story and and just how it came about and and encourage people to to check out the book. It's called Character Carved in Stone the 12 core virtues of West Point that build leaders and produce success. And, and so, you know, we got to get people to read the book to, to find out about all 12 of them. But, but I'll throw a couple words out to you just to, to give us kind of an idea of, of what you wrote about. But I'll, I'll, I'll throw out the word integrity, perseverance, and compassion.
1: Well, let's start with compassion. The, the person we used there was uh, General Ulysses S. Grant of Civil War fame. Now, I, many people would say, huh? I mean, Butcher Grant? <laughs> well, he he was an aggressive, hard-nosed general, but as you study him, he really was a man of compassion. He cared deeply about his people, his soldiers. He cared deeply about them. Uh, he cared deeply about his family. He He had a just a marvelous marriage. He uh, cared deeply about uh, the horses that, that were involved in the war. There's one story uh, when he saw off on the side of the road one of his soldiers whipping and beating unmercifully his horse, and Grant exploded in anger and, and went over to that soldier and just threatened him with an inch of his life that, that if he ever saw him again, you know, treating. A horse like that he would he would have him who knows what he would have done to him Hmm. so that's how he felt uh, about the animals you know and so there was a there was really a deep compassionate heart there bryce
0: absolutely and and so we'll we'll throw one other word out to you then uh what about integrity what'd you find in in regards to that word
1: well we talked there about general dwight d eisenhower Hmm. uh who who has said that the most important attribute of leadership is integrity, and he said it didn't matter whether you're leading a section of a construction gang or uh, leading a, a football team or leading in every any aspect of life. Uh, that without a leader with integrity, you know, it's not going to work. So, uh, a quick example: uh, Ike spent six years in the Philippines under General Douglas MacArthur. The Philippine government was very very grateful to, to our military over there very grateful to the leaders the generals and they reached out and offered some some major financial gifts to them including half a million dollars to MacArthur which which he accepted wow a generous offer was, was made to Eisenhower and he turned it down he, he simply said I'm I'm paid I'm paid enough and I'm 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 not going to accept this. Hmm. That says a lot about Ike, you know, he was well raised. His parents were extremely um, good at what they did raising their boys. And uh, that that speaks well of Ike. You know, he yeah. could have accepted that money. It was not it was not illegal, but he just didn't feel comfortable doing it.
0: Hmm. Man.
1: Uh, so uh, he, he was a man of integrity.
0: It's, it's such a difference, and, and leaders stand out in a big way when, when that's the case. Pat Williams, our guest right now, here on Unpacking It, talking about his new book, Character Carved in Stone. And and so as we look at these these 12 different virtues that, that you wrote about in this book, is is there one virtue that, that maybe you find when you look just across leaders in general, whether it's the sports world or business world, that you feel we're missing the most? What, what is that one virtue that we're really lacking in leadership in, in today's world?
1: Bryce, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, the 11th word. It says service. Service. And, and to me, that means <clears throat> a leader has a, um, uh, the, the mindset and the heart of, of a servant leader, a serving leader. Uh, they, they feel that they're there to serve first and then, and then lead secondly. And when a leader adopts that attitude... Uh, things change in organizations, they change in families, uh, they change in uh, in cities, they change in countries. That's right when when, you're t- when your top leaders are, are there with the attitude of serving, uh, that they're not there to promote themselves, they're not there to advance their career goals, when their attitude is, it's not about me. It's about you. Mm. You're going to see some uh, wonderful, wonderful advances in, in wh- wherever that attitude is. So uh, that's why I think that one is so important.
0: No question, and and actually that that even leads me into what I was going to ask you because uh, speaking of the word service, you're you're the father of 19 children, including 14 adopted, and and so. I've gotta tell you, my, my wife and I we're due with our first child and, and so what's your advice to a, a first time dad like myself?
1: Uh listen to your wife. <laughs> yep. Pay pay attention to her needs. Uh share in the um uh, these early these early years because there's a lot of work. Uh when that baby starts hollering, Bryce, um uh, don't don't pretend that you're asleep
0: <laughs> that's good uh you,
1: you you get out of bed as as much as she has for in this immediate period your wife's going to need a lot of help uh she's going to need a lot of attention she's going to need a lot of uh a lot of serving on your part that's right uh that that's just uh, that's what i've learned that's that's absolutely the case as, you, as your child gets older, uh, you know, stay involved in their life, mm. uh, go to their games. You know, as I look back to my uh, uh, raising children, I mean, the most important thing to them was, Dad, <clears throat> are you going to be at our game tonight? Dad, are you going to our swimming meet this weekend? Dad, are, are you going to be at, uh, at cheerleading at the football game? That, that was the most important thing. And I, and I did everything I could to uh, to be there. Uh, during their during their activities i did everything i could to be there that's that's a little bit down the road for you bryce but that's uh, that's awfully important
0: no i I appreciate the wisdom and and yeah i'll take that to, to heart for sure pat williams our guest right now on unpacking it basketball hall of famer and author of the book character carved in stone he's written over a hundred books and and so I I understand that you're you're now in in remission and and fully recovered from your your cancer battle. A, any update there? You're you're still feeling good,
1: Bryce. I was diagnosed uh, over eight years ago now with a cancer called multiple myeloma.
0: Hmm. It's
1: uh it's it's a blood cancer of the bone marrow. Uh, not, kind of a kind of a rare form of cancer, but uh, a tough one. Well. I've responded well to all the different forms of treatment, all the most uh, recent chemo and the doctors are pleased with where I am. They don't see any signs of it and um I feel good. I my energy levels good. I'm able to keep my full schedule. Oh, that's great. So uh, that 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 pleases me. So thanks for asking. Many 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 people have been praying for me and uh, I I'm 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 grateful that uh, the Lord has said, we need to keep that Williams guy around here a little <laughs> bit longer because there's, there's more that he needs to get done. So uh, that, that's how I'm viewing it.
0: Absolutely. You continue to, to be an inspiration and encourager to, to many. And and so as as you do look back, though, at, at your cancer battle, what, what did God reveal to you during that time, and, and how did your faith really grow throughout that experience?
1: Well, and that, when you're diagnosed, Bryce, at that point you're shocked you're 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 absolutely devastated mm. and after you kind of get <clears throat> your feet under you again, you you're, you're faced with one of two choices one you're shaking your fist in god's face saying how could you do this to me you know I don't deserve this mm. you know I I'm I'm angry with you I mean that's one option the other option is you just leap in the lord's lap just leap in his lap and wrap your arms around his neck and and hang on for dear life mm. and and i elected the second option uh that's that's what i did then i'm still doing it and uh, i've i've learned a lot uh, i've learned uh, about the uh the enormous sweep of cancer mm. in our country one one out of two men uh, at some point in their life will will deal with cancer wow one one out of three women and and the research is great and they're 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 doing a lot to uh get on top of this illness but you know it's it's a it's a major issue and so i um i've encouraged men particularly do not neglect your yearly physical mm. just don't don't neglect it i mean they'll they'll if there's anything going on that shouldn't be going on they'll spot it but so many men, Bryce, or you know, their position is, ah, eh, I don't have time for that. But that's foolish. And I, uh, you know, my my cancer was discovered through my yearly physical. And that's when they spotted it, and, and that's the case in, in most cases. So uh, that that's the best thing I've learned, and uh, uh, I've, I've learned also to uh, to counsel and help others who are now going through it. I hear from people on a regular basis who have been diagnosed, and for some reason they've gotten the book I wrote called The Mission is Remission, and they want to to talk, they need somebody to help them, and you know, that's what I've been doing. And uh, so the Lord has called me into this cancer battle. I I, I didn't volunteer for it, but uh, that's where he has placed me, and I'm right smack in the middle of it, even as we speak.
0: Mm. No, that's, that's great. I, I love that image that you provided to, to jump in the lap of God uh, when you find out that news. And, and whether it's, it's cancer or other disappointing news that we, that we hear, that's a, that's a great response. That's, that's what we need to, uh, to find rest and peace and, uh, and strength to, to face whatever we, uh, we go through. So, so we'll, we'll end it right there. What, what a wonderful message. He's Pat Williams, the, the Hall of Famer. His new book is called Character Carved in Stone pat williams always great to have you on the show really appreciate it
1: good thank you bryce nice to talk to you and people could go up to amazon and order this book uh, barnesandnoble.com so forth and i hope they enjoy it i know they will
0: he's pat williams joining us here on unpacking it